Hey, Alex. Hey, Steve. How are you? Well, I'm okay. How are you? I don't have much of a soul left anymore. It's Uh-oh. been eaten by fantasy football and viruses, but I'm okay otherwise. That's sad. But it's good to see you're okay otherwise. Yeah, you know, my health and my family's health. And I had a kid in a hospital this week and, you know, the virus. So, I mean, aside from those things, we've been rocking out. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. You are a beacon of empathy, and I thank you. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'll be empathetic off air. I don't know how to do it on podcasting time. Aren't you America's sweetheart? Your ability to just turn it on? I have no idea. I mean, they, the people give me that title. I don't just claim it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think the people need to revote. Uh, that's fair. You know, we'll see. Uh, How are you, Cameron? I'm doing well. I'm sad to see that you are not feeling well, but I'm glad you're on the mend. Working on it. But let's let's hop to it. It's kind of a... Uh... You know, week 12 is always kind of the gambit of emotions. We've got, you know, teams, Cam, like you and Bobby and Carly, pretty happy that you have locked up playoff spots and two-thirds of you are dialed into first-round buy. So life is pretty good in your corner of the universe. And then there's mm-hmm. the there's the next tier in our league. That's going to be Alex, Jason, Lucas, and myself, four teams for three playoff spots. And then there's the other end of the rainbow, which is, Derek, Kelly, and Matt are on the outside looking in. So a lot of people in a lot of different places right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm glad where I'm at. I'm re- I had a really good week. I'm sorry. Plus, my birthday's coming. It's everything's coming up roses. <laughs> I could be wrong, Cam, but I looked. I think if Tyreek Hill didn't even step on a football field Sunday, you would have been the third highest score. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. That was pretty crazy. Is it with you and Bobby? Is it the I have this is the one I don't know. Winner's the winner gets the buy. Right now I hold the tiebreaker. Um I gotta look at it again. I'm one I'm one game up on him. But points but points scored is pretty razor thin, so you'd have to yeah, so if yeah. he won, it's basically going to be, if he wins, he's going to get it unless he beats you by like half a point. Yeah, I didn't look that closely at it. Um, I'm going to let you look for a second, then I'm going to check in with Alex. What about you, Alex? You were kind of, you and I are in that middle class. It was. I almost wasn't. That was a, that was a difficult week, but I powered through. Now we're in one of the six and six teams, which always feels good. Maybe make the playoffs the first time in like four years. Looking forward to it. Me and you got to go against each other for it, though. So we'll see what happens. Well, we've got to go against each other, but there's still a scenario where the loser of our game makes it. So that would be uh, that would be good. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, Derek had sent a note to the group podcast or the group text thread that uh, you might owe a special thank you to John Harbaugh and Robert Griffin III because that was some terrible clock management at the end of that first half. The Ravens should have gotten more points, which then would have knocked off your uh, point total. Oh, for the gotcha. Defense. I only got to watch the game cast because it was on at such a weird time in the middle of the day on a work day. Yeah. So I just had the game cast on, and uh, 
basically I was down by seven points and I had my defense and Kelly had her kicker. So I don't think odds were really in my favor, but it worked out. So. Yeah. You don't think Justin Tucker is going to get too. No, but then also is if that game didn't happen, my backup would have beaten her backup too. So I was kind of hoping the game wouldn't even happen because if that happened, then I would have had the Seahawks defense and she would have had another kicker and I would have won by 0.2 points. And I think you won by what, 1.2 points this time? 1.2 points. Even greater margin of victory now. So, yeah. What do you got for us, Cam? What's the good word? Yeah, so you're right. Whoever wins gets the bye. Um, we, I don't know if it's ever been this close. We are as even as you can get. I've scored 1,694 points to his 1,693. And this is just a random stat, but um, my points against is 15.33, and his is 15.32. We are wow. like, yeah, we are dead even. Okay, so nobody can say they had better luck with this timing of who who played who win. It's just winner yeah. take all in this last game. Yep. And he's got me on a good week because I've got a bunch of people on by. So, womp womp. All right, before I'm about ready to take us to uh, the nation's favorite game, sweeping them all away. One by one? Oh, not one for one. And not, oh, I was going to say the thing that would make you mad, Alex, but as a courtesy to you, I'm not. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, Alex, I like your background. What did you say, Cam? Alex changed his background. I know it's an audio show, but I've got the rainbow He-Man background, and Alex changed his to rainbow Skeletor. Yeah, we're matching. (laughs) Oh, nice. All right. So number one, I want us to kind of just dig a little deeper into what we talked about with the playoff scenario. So we know that Kelly, Bobby, and I'm sorry, we know that Carly, Bobby, and Cam are all in. It's just a matter of kind of the seating between you three. And we're going to just briefly, briefly check in on these scenarios, which get kind of complex as far as Jason, Alex, Lucas, and myself. What would have to happen for each of us to miss the playoffs? Um, Lucas probably has the cleanest path. All of the following has to happen for Lucas to miss the playoffs. He's got to lose to Kelly. Alex, I have to beat you. Matt has to beat Jason. Carly has to beat Derek. The reason that would work is then you and Alex, you and Lucas would be the only six and seven teams at that point, two teams for one spot, and you one head to head. So that's the only way Lucas doesn't make it. Um, I've got a pretty good window, but it's not perfect. I would have to lose to you, Alex. Derek has to beat Carly. Jason has to beat Matt and outscore me by 18.6 points. So if all of those things happen, then Jason would slide into the last spot. Um, There are a couple different things that cause you to miss the playoffs, Alex. I won't get into all those, but again, you win, you're in. Basically, you do not want to get into a scenario where you are tied at six and seven with multiple teams. There's no way you win that tiebreaker as opposed to, I think you would beat everybody in a one-on-one. Head-to-head tiebreaker, if that makes sense. Ugh. I don't like it when the fate's in my hands, Steve. That's when I blow it. 
Well, you are playing the team that has lost four out of five in me, so I don't know that I, I think you're going to be okay. And then just real quickly, Jason needs to win. Or for, sorry, for Jason to make the playoffs, he's got to win. Derek's got to win. And then there are a couple different paths of what has to happen if you or I win for him. So, uh, Cam, I don't know if your thoughts on this, but it seems like the linchpin for a lot of people that's probably not going to happen is Derek has got to knock out Carly. Derek is going to be without his top t- or two of his top three receivers, and he's going to be trusting Fitzmagic. I, hey, I had Fitzmagic a couple times this year, and he scored over 40 points. I was surprised when they benched him for Tua earlier. But um, it's possible. I mean, as we saw this week, Carly can throw in a stinker or two. Um, no offense, Carly, but um, we, all, we all do it. Um, but sh- it maybe we've seen in other years where the number one team all season long starts to dive down a little bit. Maybe that happens with Carly this year. Things start to even out. He's made a good. Derek's made a little bit of a good run um, later in the season, so it's possible. It's possible. It's certainly possible, but I think we would all say we would not want our playoff lives to be in Derek's hands beating Carly this week. <laughs> well, you guys maybe. Well, Carly only scored 80 points. Yeah, Carly only scored like 80 something points this week, so 85, it's possible. 85 points. Yeah. So. Yeah. Maybe it's just the beginning of the end for Carly this season. All right. Number two. Lucas had the second highest point score last week. However, he loses Will Fuller to a six-week suspension. That was only two days too late. Um, And Clyde (laughs) Edwards-Alaire, his running back, is only averaging 10.5 touches over the last five games. Is he going into the playoffs with a needle up or needle down? Um, Will Fuller is a big loss, I think. Um, six games, that offense is starting to roll a little bit more through him. Um, both Cooks and Fuller could both potentially go over a thousand yards receiving this year. So, um, I would say I, I wouldn't say it's up or down. I'd say it's right at even right now. Um, I wouldn't feel happy about it going into the playoffs, though. Does that make okay. sense? I would say like it, it's starting to move past that fifty percent line. Sorry, this is a podcast. Which way above to the, like better or worse? Towards towards the worst end. Okay. He's just been, I mean, like, slowly losing stuff all season. Just, like, his team has just been slowly getting worse little by little from just, like, one thing a week. If my team is getting worse and still scoring 175 points, can I have that, please? Have what? My team uh, getting worse and I still score 175 points. Oh, yeah. See, Lucas isn't still scoring 175 points, though. He did this week. About, oh, he did? Lucas, good for you. No, not good a- for Lucas. I was going to say, ask Steve how he feels about that. This is a weird week. Everybody went nuts or like... Or didn't. Yeah. They, they blew that no-nut November. 
Jeez. Yeah, 173. Oh, that stinks, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> that really stinks. Uh, I mean, so I we go into Jason's team. He goes into the playoff. Um, Wayne Gallman, the New York Giants running back, in the last four games has had this uh, touches 13, then 15, then 19, and then 27 last week with five touchdowns. Is he getting a secret weapon as we get to the playoff time? I mean, the productivity is obviously they're seeing something where they're giving him more touches every week. So, I don't know. It definitely is working in his favor. Yeah, I mean, hey. I just, yeah. I think anything, like, anything on that team, it's going to be very matchup dependent. So. I think... For me, it's just one of those things where Wayne Gallman's been in the league for a few years. You kind of know what he is. It's pretty rare for a fourth, fifth-year running back to kind of, like, become pretty spectacular. So it's been an impressive run, but I'm just – he's Wayne Gallman, and they go to Seattle this week. So I just – I think it is going to come to a crashing halt, but we yeah, shall but find out. I think, like you said, if he's getting 27 touches, you're not – he's not necessarily going to go out and get – a ton of yards or anything, but he's getting enough points to prove viable in the lineup. Um, is he going to go out and outscore, you know, the top offenses? No, but he's doing enough to win with him. So. And if you're counting on him to basically be your fifth starter of the skill positions, I mean, you need a lot less right. than you're expecting, like your number one running back. Right. So that makes sense. I think the only thing that worries me is, I just I don't think the opportunity for 27 touches would even be there for anyone minus Saquon this week. I just think Seattle boat races them and they're playing catch up and yeah. I don't know maybe dump off passes. But I hear what you're saying. What about you, Alex? I mean I think he's in a fine space. That's the number five player. I'm over here trying to find like even a third. So yeah, he he gets points and that's what matters. Like it's Todd Gurley barely did like anything for me this year yardage wise, but he got touchdowns and he's a big reason why I have probably a couple of my wins. Mm-hmm. Um, if it works, it works. You know, I do. Cam with number four with Robbie Anderson on by this week. I got to ask is your wide receiver slash tight end. Sorry. Is the wide receiver tight end you're going to have in your work week 13 matchup, even on your roster right now? Um, potentially not. I'm sorry, I drew a blank. It's Hollywood Brown, and who is your other guy on the bench? Uh, Christian Kirk, and that's not a lot of options. So, But I'm not going to say what I'm doing necessarily. No trade secrets aside, but it sounds like at least the idea of getting a new wide receiver slash tight end is on the uh, docket. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Five, we're going to play a little game with you guys. Matt is currently four and eight. If he had drafted Ty, or if he had drafted DeAndre Hopkins over Kenny Galladay in the first round, what would his record be right now? He's four and eight. Five and seven? Is he nine say, and seven? That's a five. <laughs> Okay. Set, 
I'd say seven and four. That's 11 games, mate. I would say eight and four. Matt would be six and six. He Matt has had bad luck this year in the fact that he has lost games by he has lost games by three, eight, ten, eleven, and twelve points this year, with his closest victory being nineteen points. So um, he's lost all the close ones um, in weeks one and five. He would have won if he would have had DeAndre Hopkins instead of Kenny Galladay. So he'd be six and six and in the thick of things right now. Hmm. I'm surprised it's not more with those being that close because those losses must all come on weeks where Hopkins just didn't produce or something then or what? Exactly. Two of of his dud games and then in one of them, um, Galladay actually had a good game and a loss. So it wasn't really he and Hopkins were about the same place. Gotcha. So, Alex, might you have anything to say about this topic or, I don't know, Matt's team in general? I did. Remember, I said I said five. And then you went on and just asked Cam about what his thing was. <laughs> I said five you, wins. And then you questioned Cam's math and then just asked Cam about his thing. I said five wins because I didn't think it would matter too much, just one player. But, I mean, six wins, I guess, is different. Good for, good for Matt. I mean, yes, it stinks. If Callum, but also you could look up what if Kevin, if, uh, what if Galladay wasn't hurt? If he actually like was able to get like an average amount of points per week, how many ones would he have? He'd to? still be, he'd still be on the Lions and wouldn't do very well. Oh, are you kidding? There's always one player on the Lions if he's the superstar that just gets tons of points. You know? Yes, and his name is Matt Prater. Exactly. <laughs> still, actually, no, he's not having a great season. Not the best season. Still like him though. Again, it's the Lions. No one is. Mm. No. Um, Jack Fox is having a fine year. Oh, he's <laughs> fantastic. True. He is fantastic. He's fantastic. He's a Pro Bowl punter, guys. If anything, that's what we always drag in, you know. It's always the punters and the kickers. I miss some Jason Hansen. But Alex, maybe maybe if hypothetically I had sent a chat to you and Cameron last night, you'd be connecting some dots about why I'm focused on you in this moment. Let's take a look. Let's take a look as to a chat function that was sent to us last night. Oh, That's, boy. That says why this is, I should This is interested. awesome radio. So while you're doing that, I'm going to mo- go to six, and we'll revisit this topic in a little bit. Cam. Bobby has lost three of his last four with Kittle out, Julio nursing an injury. Can a oh. team that's bottom end starters of Alan Lazard, T. Higgins, and Chase Edmonds do much in the playoffs? Um, I think he's definitely one where the needle is down. Unfortunately, I I really liked his team, you know, three weeks ago, four weeks ago before this downward slide happened, but um. It's. I would not be feeling good about it going into it. Um, he may gain a little bit of momentum against me this week. I, I really think he's going to win. Um, but uh, it, it's it, it's kind of sad. I feel I feel for him. But that team. I don't think he's going to have enough to string together a run. Does that include if Julio doesn't come back? 
Um, I think it's I think it it's that way either way. I don't think Julio's enough to overcome anything. He hasn't been great this year. So at this point, it feels like this is maybe a Final Four team at best. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he he has the potential to put up a good game in that second week in the playoffs to get to the championship game, but sure. Well, one of the things we talked about, and I wanted to, I forgot to bring up when you were talking about what we've seen with teams who are first overall going to the playoffs. Now. I've shown us the the president's trophy, the team that scores the most points. I know it wasn't the same as record, but there's a parallel. Has only won the championship twice now in 15 twice. years. Yeah. So it's it's uh it's not it's not a guarantee. Well, and, right, and I think that a lot of it has to do with the players who are playing so well. Um, and I kind of worry about this with my team. Is that they. I mean, A, they're starting to get rested for the playoffs because um, they're usually on the better teams that are going to be in the real playoffs. Um, or they're like me, or not like me, like teams like the Chiefs who, you know, this week, not this past week, notwithstanding, they get up so high they just run the ball. So, like, our receivers are just doing nothing because the, the game – flow just doesn't call for them to get a lot of balls so um and that always seems to happen later on in the year so it's a good point especially be curious when we get to weeks 15 and 16 in there yeah there are teams like the saints who i think can be talking first round by at that point yeah well sorry that's historic i wonder if that's different now with the new structure where only one team gets a first round by but yeah as you get closer to the finish line and kind of the picture starts to form a little more with the playoffs yeah. Or if you're, te- you yeah. know, if you're a team like the Falcons who are four and nine and Julio's got a hamstring, why toss him out there? Yep. Yep. Alex, what's your own take on Bobby's team? I like Bobby's team. Um, again, it's just it's one of those things where it's like I wouldn't look at Bobby's team and think it's gonna he'd be like as far ahead as he is. You know what I mean? So like if I looked at like how many points Matt's had throughout the season and like, I look at how Bobby's team's done through the season, I figured like Matt would do better, but Bobby's team has just been consistent and he's able to get like a decent amount of scores. It seems every week. And then like a couple of big ones. Um, I don't know. I just, I like his team, but I don't know how he's like what number two now, or is it Cam and Bobby are going for that spot, right? I think Bobby's the three seed right now. Yeah. Yeah. He is. So Bobby's a three seed. I didn't think I didn't think it would be a three seed, but he got it to work. So color me impressed. Alex, how's our adopted team doing? One again. Really? Oh yeah, decimated. Ten and two. Yes, sir. Well, ten wins. So yeah, two losses. It's incredible. So you've won ten in a row. <laughs> yeah. yeah cool. Has it been close? Was it a close win? I don't know. I'm taking a look at it. I just remember seeing the confetti. I won 150 to 108. So, no. Decimate. Alex, what do you do differently in that league that you don't do in ours? Um, you know, I, you know I, care. I, I, I don't care about this one. That's the thing. So, I'm winning. Do you do a lot of tinker stinkers in our league? What's a tinker stinker? 
You're sitting on the toilet last minute. It's like 12:49 before, right before game starts, and a lot, and the rosters lock. You make a lot of changes at the last minute. Do you stinker tinker? No, I don't. And see, I think no. I usually make all my choices like two days ahead of time before I, and then I forget to make do it again like Sunday, which has led you me to make mistakes. You do that in the other league? No, the other league I just don't even update sometimes. Like, like I had Danny Dimes in again. I didn't so, even want to play him. He he only got me eight points, and I still won by over fifty points. So this is just bizarre to me. This is like seriously bizarre world. I know. Well, it's a good team because, like, what is it? Um, I got Antonio Gibson, James Robinson, uh, DK Metcalf, Patrick Mahomes, uh, DJ Moore is like my slot, my flex receiver. Yeah, pretty solid team. I think the so I they, think the competition level is also a little lower in that league. I did fleece Lucas a little bit on a trade that you said wasn't a great trade, but it turned out pretty good. Was that the James Robinson trade? Yeah, James Robinson for uh, and uh, who was it? And uh, Duke Johnson for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Is this our Lucas or bizarre Lucas? No, this is his friend Lucas. My, my friend Lucas. Yeah, and I have Cooper Cup and Lamar Jackson on the bench. So, right, so we're ten and two. Do you have the qu- first round buy I, clinched? Oh, go ahead, Cam. Oh yeah, first round buy clinched. I was say, yeah. I would I would hope so at ten and two. Yeah, it's clinched. So I I have one question. So yep. these friends of yours, when they said fantasy football, did they think like it was gonna be like Okay, Drew Brees has plus eight to Constitution, and no, none of them are nerds at all. None of them are nerds. Yep, I that's think that's not true. I think there's one guy trying to collude with another team because he keeps trading like good players for nonsense, and I probably heard. Oh, kind of like Steve does with you. Yeah, except they're still terrible, and I still beat them. So. Actually, I don't even know. Has Steve, have we ever had a trade go through? Uh, yes, the fallout from the trade that we shan't mention is the next day we traded T.Y. Hilton. I got T.Y. Hilton from you, and I gave you another receiver because I needed some. I forget what I traded you, but I needed a bi-week fill-in, and that went through. Right. It was a pretty useless trade across the board, but it did happen. Oh, okay. Well, you don't yeah. So number eight, I just want to I want to talk about Derek real briefly. Um, kind of one of the things I told you guys is I wanted to give a little more attention to the three teams that were not going to be in the playoffs that we know of right now. And I feel bad for Derek. If you I don't know if you guys ever do this on the app, but if you go to the projected playoff bracket, he's listed as seventh. And who would think going into the last mm-hmm. week, if you were the seventh seed, there's there's no way you're making the playoffs. And I guess I will pause and say, yes, Derek can make the playoffs if he scores uh, probably 100 points higher than what has been the historic high in our 15-year league. Short of that, he can't make it. Um, I would be hard-pressed to find it. He and Kelly, I would say, would be the two teams just really, really hamstrung by injuries. His top three running backs, Cam, I know you've said that you weren't necessarily a fan of Joe Mixon and Miles Sanders, and that's fair, but it's not a, the industry as a whole – at least thought they were about 
about where they should go. And then Raheem Mostert was definitely somebody people had an eye on. And they have missed seven, four, and five games this mm-hmm. year. He has lost. His mistake was picking a terrible quarterback in Wentz. His backup, Joe Burrow, who looked promising, blew his knee out. So he's now on Fitzmagic like we've talked about. He has lost OBJ for the year. Chris Godwin has missed four games. I mean, this is just... DK Metcalf was a home run, and everything else has been an injury mess. This is a... Do you think now that he'll have a year under his belt that he just didn't understand the scoring system? Because we do have a funky scoring system. I think that he's a pretty smart guy, but I do think what leans into what you're talking about is my wager is he's going to prioritize quarterback next year. Like if this team had drafted yeah. Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray oh, instead of Joe Mixon, they're in a better yeah. place. Yeah. So I I think he showed his chops. I think it's a good team. I just – uh, I, I do think to his detriment, I've got to say the OBJ pick and the car, the, the once pick were head scratchers. But he's got a decent starter in DK Metcalf next year. And hopefully he gets a higher pick for his sake. Yeah, that's true. But it is weird, though, to think, like, how does this, if he had Carly's roster, if he had had Carly's draft spot and Alvin Kamara, how this, how the world's a little bit different. Well, it doesn't even need to be at both. Like, if he has just one of those options. We've said that on the show past four weeks now, that that he got burnt. Yeah. By that. Um, You're right. If he had kept Alvin Kamara, he got to keep Alvin Kamara and drafted ninth, or could have drafted DeAndre Hopkins and kept Chris Godwin. That would have been nice. Mm-hmm. Well, he has proven, if nothing else, he he is not the Gordy of the league. No. And I think he's got a legitimate bone to pick with uh, John Harbaugh and Robert Griffin III for time management issues that eliminated his playoff chances Sunday or Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, I think we got a solid group of 10 solid contenders, you know. I don't really think anybody's really like the worst. I think Derek did a good job, especially with the players that he had. Like, if you looked at his points for, it's still pretty solid. No, it's not. <laughs> okay, he may be in last in points for, but not by a lot. <laughs> so, nine. <laughs> only 80 points behind me. Nine, Kelly. If you would have told me at the start of the year that she would have gone to week 13 with Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, Michael Thomas, and Travis Kelsey and already be out of the playoffs, I would not have believed you. Yeah. Talk about like a fall from grace. Let me tell you. Like every year, pretty much, she's just like had these like amazing keepers and they just like look at her team and they could be at the end of the year. And it's like that team's at least a playoff team, like automatically. And like even this year. You'd think so, but just injuries just destroyed it. And that just shows, like, no matter how good your team is at the beginning of the year, on the occasion, just that could kill your team. And it did. It just did, and it stinks. And she did pretty good trying to come back from it. I mean, as good as you can. 
But, I mean, there's only but so much started, you can do. Yeah, she started getting players back, and then Breeze broke his chest. And yeah, but then even the players she was getting back weren't, weren't like, performing. Like, against they, me, Michael Thomas got, like, what, seven points? Yeah. Well, I I remember after the draft, Lucas and Bid, I, I was in the pool. Everyone had left. Lucas and Bid were still hanging around, and we were talking, and they were both – the draft was really good. And it, it, it wasn't to knock Kelly because – I thought she had a good team too, but I thought outside of her first two picks with Thomas and having McCaffrey and stuff, like I thought it was pretty pedestrian. I was not high on the breeze pick at all. Everything I had read for the past three years is that he's, his age is starting to show his production is starting to dwindle. And in turn that affects Thomas. Now Thomas got hurt. Thomas punches a dude in the face and then Breeze gets hurt. So, like, that affects his output. Um, Kelsey, yeah, he's a great tight end, but he's a tight end. Now, in that offense, he's essentially another wide receiver, but, again, that receiver core on the Chiefs is flavor of the week. Tyreek Hill got it all this week. He's not going to get it this week. It's just This just never, never been the way it's been this season. Um, how did she end up with Duke Johnson? Was that part of the trade with Bid? Or did Bid drop him? No, uh, she got him on free agency about three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, she's got some pieces that will eventually come back, but like C.D. Lamb... He was had he had an upswing when Dak was playing. He was looking like their number one receiver, um, but then Dak gets destroyed too in the ankle. Um, the Lamar Jackson trade didn't work out like we thought it would. Um, so it, it just it, I think not having Mahomes and McCaffrey for the fifteenth year in a row really <laughs> really kind of set that bar. Way too high, so. Yeah, you get a top quarterback and a top running back to pretty much win. Yeah. Be like two of the best, yeah. Especially because they were both, were they both number one last year? No, Lamar Jackson was number one last year in quarterback, right? No, I think he was yeah. number two. So it was Patrick and Kimberly Mayo. You got those two players, like you pretty much win. Either either way, they're putting in video game numbers. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, I think your synopsis is correct in kind of why she's where she's at now, but kind of a question for you both moving forward here. If we have this podcast next week, we will officially have broken our record for going deepest into the season. Cause I remember two years ago, we had this very podcast talking about playoff scenarios and then the bottom fell out again, but I think we're committed here. Um, the point being that we're going to keep track of these rankings all through the playoff run. So just because teams seven through 10 aren't in the playoffs every week, we're still going to be talking about where teams rank. So as Kelly gets the cavalry back, as Christian McCaffrey comes back, as Drew Brees starts to come back, Cam, do you think we're putting this team in the top four by the end of the year? Nope. Alex? Do I think it's going to be a, wait, do I think who's going to be a top four? Kelly. No. 
Cam, if gun you're, to your if head. You're, if you're putting if you're putting them in the top four, then your formula is seriously messed up. I don't see how you put a a non-playoff team in the top four. Yeah, no, I was confused by the question. I would, I would, I, I, I don't see how they'd make it either. Like maybe if, are you saying like watch if you're still watching their points and they're like the loser bracket, and if they just kill it because all their players come back, could they be number four? Is that kind of what you mean? Yeah. I still don't see it. I mean. No, if you if you are in the playoffs, you should automatically be ranked no lower than six. <clears throat> yeah, I should be no lower than six, Steve, if I make the playoffs next week. Yep. That may or may not be what happens. So um, <laughs> we'll see. Cam, gun to your head. Who's your keeper on the squad next year? Why would I tell you? On Kelly's team? <laughs> what do you care? Oh, on Kelly's team? I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about my team. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> I'm gonna pull up a roster. Alex, here. I want you to answer the same question. I was just going over to him first. Why would Push. he tell you? I don't know. <laughs> He's an open book. Um, let's see. Probably Josh Allen. <laughs> Not, oh God, gotcha! You got me. Silly me. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's take a look at uh, Kelly's team a little more in depth. Yeah, she can't keep Christian McCaffrey. Oh, my. Oh, no. Uh, Lamar Jackson or Michael Thomas? You know what? You know, no, here's what she does. Okay, Kelly, here's what you got to do. In the offseason this year, and you have to try to get everybody to get on your side to add the tight end position and then keep Travis Kelsey. Make a tight end specific position, right? We can't anymore. We have oh, a two yeah. year moratorium on. Yeah. Uh, I propose that your your brother fought it, and the rest of the league were stupid and weren't paying attention and voted it down. Not the rest of the league. It was five four. Cam, while you're looking, I'm gonna put a dark horse name out there. No, Do you I've got thoughts? I've got mine. I've got mine. I've got mine. Go ahead, Justin Jefferson. I was going to ask that. I think that's – I love second-year wide receivers. And he's number Thomas, nine. I don't get what's going on, but it's definitely enough to scare me off of him next year. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, Justin Jefferson's the number nine receiver in the league. He's got nothing but upside. Um, he's been a really good player for her this year. So that's that's where I would go. Um, I, I don't know. He has Kirk Cousins throwing to him, and half the games Kirk Cousins plays, he throws like nine passes. And he's still the number nine receiver in the league. But yeah, that's because of one, two, three, four great like great games, and then like two okay games, and then a bunch of games where he's gotten three or four. His last three games, he had nineteen and a half, sixteen point one, and twenty two point five. Yeah, but then if you look before that, it's seven for then thirty seven for. I don't know. It's just inconsistent, but yeah, I guess so. Well, I would say to you, Alex, I think it's, I do, I think it's fair to say that he definitely has a low ceiling. He could crank, he could have a bad week, but the fact is, as much as we want to bag on Cousins, and trust me, I don't like him, and I'm miserable that he's my quarterback this week. Adam Thielen is the number 10 wide receiver, and this guy's the number 9 wide receiver, so he's supporting two top 10 quarterbacks, and he's done it before with, not quite top 10, but with Diggs and Thielen for a few years now. He's He's kept two wide receivers relevant. Actually, they get more credit than he does, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, he doesn't Only really thing... target many people. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly it. 
Yeah. Um, the only thing is, is that he doesn't get. He goes very sporadic without touchdowns. Um, two games, no touchdowns. Then one, two games, no touchdowns. Then two, um, four games, or I'm sorry, three games, no touchdowns. And then he's had two games where he had one touchdown and then two touchdowns. So, um, yeah, it's six. It's just they're spread out. But he is in that Stefan Diggs role. So I, can, I do get your trepidation, Alex BF. I think if it's me, unless we figure out what was happening with Michael Thomas, Andrew Brees, like you said a while ago, Cam, getting another year older. Though I've heard that he's going to retire this year, but that doesn't make it better to think Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston as his quarterback does not feel like the um, autoplay that would have a few years ago. Yeah. Alex, number 10. I, I know that you have already done this research, but I'm just going to share it with the rest of the rest of the league because you won't brag and do it. J. Allen's matchups for the next four weeks are not awesome. In order, San Francisco, number seven against the quarterback. Pittsburgh, number one against the quarterback. A fine matchup, Denver, number 15, and then ends championship game week 16, New England, number five. Any concern? Nope, because I got Deshaun Watson, just in case if I'm not feeling safe. And I believe in both of them. I could be wrong, but pretty much minus Allen's bye week, you have been default. Josh J. Allen has played every game, so that's a little more flexible moving forward. I think there was one week I played Deshaun Watson anyway. And it worked out okay. Okay. Yeah. No, it should be okay. All right, so it feels like so it sounds like at this point your plan would be to mix and match, especially against Pittsburgh, if Deshaun Watson has a decent matchup. You know, but it's hard no, it's hard though, because I'm one of those sentimental fantasy football owners where I just have my guy and even if, you know, he's against that number one defense, I'm just like, I just like you. You know? He's just a fantastic guy. Just out there doing his hardest. Come on, you got to have those guys, Stephen, where you see them on your fantasy and they're like projected to. You have a guy on your bench that's projected 25, but you're like, I don't know. I just like this dude. If Young Way Koo retires, I'm probably going to play him for a game as a courtesy. <laughs> like when I had Matt Bryant on my team? Yeah. <laughs> I think we can officially say Young Way Koo is better than Matt Bryant. Oh, see, that is not a fight you want to start right now. I respect Koo. But like that is not that that is a that is a podcast in its own. Matt Bryant was a joy, a gentleman. He, he looked was, like this. He looked like the insurance guy. He, he looked like the head coach. He, uh, <laughs> that was that was my uh, that was my theory from a couple years ago. Is that the head coach just kind of like snuck away whenever they got in kick range, put on a helmet, ran out there. <laughs> you didn't see the coach and Matt Bryant on the field at the same time. Never did. Never did. Mm-mm. So, but no, I, I see what you're trying to do. You're just trying to get me. You're just trying to trigger me and get that good podcast material. You want me to go? You want to go? Get me all mad? No, I'm just kidding. God. God looks. He looks like a grandpa. Well, I know. You should look up the Atlanta Falcons. You know the Atlanta Falcons coach, right? He looks just like that guy. That guy got fired. So the Atlanta well, the old Atlanta coach is black. No, well, the, he he retired from coaching. Mm. 
because he uh, his leg went bad as coach. Right, Steve? <laughs> hey, a um, couple of last questions before we move into the, our next part of the show. Cam, this is a question I wanted to ask you earlier when we were talking a little bit about your team. The only thing I, I believe, if I'm correct, the only thing we know about the playoff schedule for you is your first opponent won't be Carly, regardless of what else happens. Mm-hmm. Any of the other six teams we've talked about are in play. Or any of the other five, excuse me. Who's the team you would want to play the least? And assuming, the, unless the answer isn't Alex, so try that again. I assume Alex is the team you want to play the most. Yes. If not, is there somebody else? Okay, we tripped over that. You want to play Alex the most. Who's the team you would not want to play of uh, the other contenders? Uh, Luke- Lucas. What about Steve? He's got a pretty dynamo squad. Steve may not make the playoffs. Lucas may not make the playoffs. Uh, Lucas will make the playoffs. Fine. (laughs) You you don't realize that it would be the dream for me. It's not any offense to you, but your heartbreak, if you don't make the playoffs... I want to see if this show will die. God, that's a good point. Yeah, huh. fair call. <laughs> <laughs> Next week's podcast featuring Cam, Lucas, and Alex. <laughs> and Derek. Yeah, there's just, just, you, just you and I somehow don't make it, Steve. We're just like, how's your week going? I don't know. That'd be a short podcast, All right, guys, right? It's the new game, Sweeping the Nation. Cam Duffy's 10 for 10. <laughs> oh, dear yeah. heavens. <laughs> All right, so oh, got a, had a couple of questions from the uh, the audience or from the the muffin pants. Um, Lucas asked me why I dropped Taysom Hill from my wide receiver tight end spot. Yeah, um, the answer it was mind-boggling. It was mind-boggling. But I did it. Yeah. Oh, ESPN wasn't kidding. You literally can't do anything to your roster. Like you can't take a guy off IR. You can't move a. Because what happened to me is DJ Chark was out. So basically Taysom Hill in the starting lineup would have been about what two starters would have been who replaced him. And then this week, Tom Brady and DJ Moore out of my lineup. And there's no way one quarterback's going to make up not having those three guys. Mm. So, yeah, you literally can't do anything. That's the reason. And they officially had reclassified him as a QB, right? Yes. And they said that they don't see a scenario where they move him back. Well, no. So. Okay. So that is why. All right. And then the other question is more about what's one thing each team should look to do before their playoff push. But we'll poke at that just briefly when each team comes up at the in the rankings. So, Alex, unless there's anything from you, we're going to move into the rankings. Oh, nope. I got something for you all, you know. It's time for No, no. Go ahead, Cam. Do the song. Do it. I'm outsourcing today. Oh, hey everybody! This is one for one. The game sweeping the world, as one Cam Duffy said two weeks ago, and is still being used again today. Just the best. So anyway, it's true. Yeah. So so you so you guys working from home at all? You guys been doing working from home? I'm working from home for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Not not really, but indefinitely. Yeah. No. Same here. Same here. So, you know, you know how jobs like try to like um, they do like little group meetings and they try to build like team camaraderie through the meetings. Yeah, sure. I know of that. Yeah, you, you know, of such activities. So I had one a couple weeks ago 
where they had like 40 of us in a Zoom chat. And they just put like 100 icebreaker questions on the wall. And we had to pick one and it would flip over and they would give us an icebreaker question we had to answer in front of the entire Zoom call. So I, me, with my due diligence, was like, well, I do things over the internet now with a podcast. I wrote down the worst icebreaker questions that were on that list. I'm going to ask you guys. Awesome. Yeah. And that way, that way our listeners can get a good idea of um, what kind of people we are. Uh, if they don't know by now, I'm sorry. They, they know I'm a horrible person. Oh, okay. Support. Okay. So um, one of the worst icebreaker questions, um, popcorn or M&Ms? What type of M&Ms? I don't know. What type of popcorn? I don't know. That's the question. I'm always yeah. M&M's. M&M's, okay. I will go brownie M&M's. Those are delicious. I'm going to go buttered M&M's. Okay. <laughs> um, That's unexpected. Yeah, you know. I like to keep I like to keep my coworkers on their toes. Um, another icebreaker question. What did you have for breakfast today? Crispix. Mm-hmm. Chicken or soup. What? I had popcorn. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Now, this was a serious question. So, so, so let, let me ask, like four people had basic questions about, and this was before this one. Um, they were like, you know, like food questions. And then they asked, what Disney Channel cartoon character scared you as a child? Hmm. Like, the, like a movie cartoon or a TV cartoon? I just said I need to just pick a Disney thing that scared you. Steve, you can go first. I, I got to think about this one. I'm the oldest one here, so um, I bring that up because I actually saw Snow White in the theater, but I was only like four at the time. And I remember The Witch and the Apple it was a little scary back then. You were born in 1928. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I don't look a day over 80, but wrong. <laughs> All right, the one that scared me when I was little was the um, Disney Christmas Carol and Pete. Yes. Pete as the ghost of Christmas future, and he's got that freaking huge old stogie and throws Scrooge into the grave. Yeah, that's what scared me when I was little. I'm sorry, I need to interrupt. I'm going to interrupt and give the floor back to you. One, I changed my answer. Cam had the perfect answer. And two, that is the best version of a Christmas story that exists. No, that's nope, that's wrong. You're wrong. Maybe no, the Muppet Muppets, one was good too. Muppets Christmas Carol is the best one. It does have Statler and Waldorf. Fair enough. All right, I'm sorry, Alex. I'm going to take the floor from you. No, you're perfectly fine. Um, I'm going to say the M&M car- cartoon character guys from the advertisements. They do exist. <laughs> they do exist. Yeah. <laughs> that's that, that was me in the commercial, like fainting there. Do you want to you want to know? Here's a little bit of trivia. Do you know who do who does the voices of the M&Ms in that commercial? No. John Lovitz is one. Nope. What? Nope. It's um, the dude who does 
um, it's Billy. I, I wanted to say Billy Zane, but it's not Billy Zane. Billy, um, he's the voice of Stimpy, the voice of Fry from Futurama. He's the red M&M. And here's the big one. The yellow M&M, the peanut M&M, is Oscar-winning actor J.K. Simmons, also known as Professor Burke from the uh, Farmers commercial. Oh, J.K. Simmons. He, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's your boss. Right? Yeah, he is. He is. Mis- he is Mr. Farmers. He is yeah. the Tina M&M. <laughs> nice. And so then, uh, last question: What is your favorite dessert? Oh, there's actually two more questions. Sorry, I wrote two more down. That's good. Um, my favorite dessert is. I mean, I really like my wife's M&M cookies. Mm-hmm. And I also like cheesecake, and I mm. also like red velvet cake. Mm. Nice, solid. But I'm gonna say that buttered M and M's are gonna be in my top five. Now, Cameron, you grew up in a family and around people who cook stuff. That was not something Alex and I dealt with. So I'm gonna go with the gas station staple fudge rounds. Good choice. Good choice. I thought you were gonna say mallow cups. <laughs> I'm gonna say popcorn. And then as the final question, again, so then there'd be like three more food questions. And then someone would be, if you were a WWE wrestler, what song would you come out to? I am a real American. American. But for what? All right. That's a good answer, Cam. Is that your answer? No. Oh. I don't know. That's the only WWF song I know. Like, can I tweak it a little bit no you can pick any song you want so so my answer would be um you know that thing they do on the internet where they play the harry potter song on the recorder yeah yes. that'd be mine <laughs> i've sent that before and it's all off key and stuff yeah um, but there you go that's mine so it has to be any song not act in actual wwe no, you're in the wwe you made a character what are you going to come out as um, probably the Benny Hill theme song. Good answer. Oh, that that or every day I'm hustling. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> color me bad, all for love. Perfect, love it. No, it should have been I want to sex you up. Oh, Alec, or Cam, I've been watching Scrubs again. I just, I, God, I love that show. It's it's, it's on so a good. Prime now. Yes, it is. Uh, it's so, it's, are you listening to their podcast? Not yet. You need to. It's seriously really good. And they get so many good guests on it. They don't really necessarily always talk about the show, but it's, they do, you do get some they, good behind the scenes. They talk about Ted after he passed? Yeah, they didn't get too deep into it because it was really sad for them. Um, but they do bring him up in in memoriam, especially like anytime Bill Lawrence is on. Yeah. But. Yeah. Oh, hey, quick question. Bill Lawrence, he was he officiated the wedding between janitor and lady, right? Yes. That was pretty good for a guy who doesn't act. Yeah, and he was also the janitor at the end of JD's last day at Sacred Heart, and he tears down the wall. Yep, I knew that one, but he didn't have to do much in that one. But the 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 efficient one was gets great. Yeah. Yep. 
Well, so anyway, get off that subject. That's just what I want to share with you all. You know, long story short, I learned nothing about my coworkers, and my coworkers learned that I was slightly sarcastic. Did uh, you learn anything about us? I did. I did. I, you know, I learned about you know foods and uh, scrubs. So I, you know, I, I hope we all learned a little bit about each other, and we just become closer uh, coworkers, and we keep professional relationships. That's really great. Anyway, this has been Alex's one for one. No, no, do it, do it both, both. No, you can't. You go, you go higher. I'll go. There we go. That's better. We'll get together soon. Anyway, back to last week. Yeah. Okay. One, Carly. Two, Bobby. Three, Cam. Four, Lucas. Five, Steve. Six, Matt. Seven, Jason. Eight, Alex. Nine, Derek. And ten, Carly. Who's ten this week, guys? I don't know how Carly could Kelly. be on You don't know how Carly what? You're, you had Carly at one and ten. Oh, Kelly was ten. Thank you. Okay, Kelly is ten. I'm going to say Kelly is ten. Was 10, stays 10. Kelly. Any, uh, Cam, any inside information on how Kelly is taking being eliminated from the playoffs yesterday? I have none. Okay. Probably not said, well. And justifiably so. I'd be pretty upset, too. I sent a note congratulating her on a two, two, a good two-year run. Um, but That's I probably kind of a lot of messages I mean, either. I haven't really talked to her about football or of this season, I mean, just because the quarantine is kind of put a moratorium on that kind of stuff. I haven't really talked to Lucas outside of our normal chats and stuff like that. Um, I would think that she, I mean, she's not going to be happy about it, but I think she was probably resigned to her fate a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I, I get that, but she at least was theoretically alive going into that matchup. And oh, like, sure. Sure. I'm just saying, like, I think she was going to do her best, but she was resigned that, again, this is in theory, I'm speculating, um, that she's not happy, but she was, okay, it's it's not likely going to happen this year. So more like she was, like, emotionally kind of knocked out of the playoffs beforehand anyway. Like, she kind of figured she wouldn't be in it. Anyway, so this loss wasn't really – that's yeah. kind of what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been there before, past years, where it's just like my team's not good. And it's like, sure, if I win out and then these miracle plays happen. That was me like, in uh, the playoffs. That was me in the playoffs last year. I got in by the skin of my teeth, and I was like, there's no freaking way I'm going to do anything. So if I win, great. If I don't, great. And You kept your streak alive. That's what mattered. That was That's what I was shooting for last year. I will – I'll only disagree in the fact that we talk about it. If if this team was in a position to make the playoffs with everything coming back, I wouldn't want them. That'd be the team I wouldn't want to play. Yes, but they're not. So nope. They're as we sit today, especially with Christian McCaffrey is going to be on a bye in week thirteen. Yeah. Good job, uh, good job, Kelly. Truly, uh, two year run. It was a pretty good first year, but that that last year was dominance. You were one of the two teams that won the President's Trophy and then went on to win the championship. So a great run for you. Nine. Derek. Derek. 
was nine, stays nine, Derek. We've already talked about his team. Um, real quick, um, I did want to go back to Kelly real quick because uh, we probably won't get a whole lot of chance to talk about some of these teams much moving forward. I take that back. We'll keep them in the fold. But last year, Kelly was in a great spot with the best keeper in the league and a pretty good draft pick. You think it's the opposite? Does it feel like this is, you know, we talked earlier, whether it's Michael Thomas or Justin Jefferson, probably goes into the draft with probably one of the worst keepers. Or do you guys disagree? Well, I don't disagree at all. That was a rough situation. He did not come into the league in a great situation at all. Yeah. Yeah. So I think if you're kind of get Justin Jefferson, then you're kind of picking five, six, so you don't get the benefit of the turn or the benefit of one of the good picks. She's got to do a little more digging next year. Mm-hmm. Um, Derek, we talked about it, um, was nine, stays nine. I think for everything else that goes wrong, I think he's got a rock-solid keeper. I think DK Metcalf, I'd have to put pen to paper, but i got to think he's a top-four wide receiver next year. He's number oh, three absolutely. Right he was kill- He's been killing it this year. That dude looks so athletic, too. And, the, and Russell Wilson's just been going off this year, too. It's just a combination of all these things. And if nothing changes between now and next year, absolutely, it's an amazing player to be as a keeper. So He's, he's only so had two Derek, games. He's only had two so, games under 10 points. Yeah, as a wide receiver, that's dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of those. Oh, yeah, one was the game when Patrick Peterson was covering him. So and I don't remember the other one, but, yeah, he's been great. All right, eight. Uh, J See, this is where I'm going to test your theory a little bit. I'm going to say Alex. Alex was eight, stays eight. Oh, man. <laughs> Alex, let's give the floor to you. Talk to us briefly about your team, kind of. What are you thinking as you go into week uh, week 13 here with, let's say, better odds than not of making the playoffs, but still kind of on the fence? I am very surprised. I have even odds to get into the playoffs considering I'm what the third lowest scoring team in the league. And I'm also the third highest points against. I have no idea how that works out except for like, I know there's like three games where like they weren't even games. I was just blown out. That was my team last year, dude. Yeah. I I just got lucky in match in matchups. Yeah. I was going to say, cause that's, that's, that is what it is. Cause it's not even like pure luck. Cause again, people have been scoring like an insane amount on me. So it's not like I've been, it's just, yeah. you just seemed to like, if you hit that one twenty mark, you win. I've, I've literally won two games this year because of my defense, mm-hmm. which I never thought, yeah, just going into Monday. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's pure luck at this point. I, it's going to be pure luck going into this weekend because I'm, Unlike everybody else who has players that are like going to perform, I just have to hope these players are going to get like 10 points. But yeah. then even looking on like the waivers and everything like that, it's still just a bunch of players where I'm hoping that they can get 10 points. Yeah. So it's just I think that's a real mix. thing, Alex. I think that uh, the defense this week, you were going to have your number one ranked Pittsburgh Steelers against the Washington Redskins, which is a pretty plus matchup. And I think it's going to be interesting. I've got the Dolphins against uh, the Bengals who have. <laughs> whatever scrub that is out there. So I think our defense could be amongst our top scorers each. Well, you think, you think Miles Gaskin will come back this week? Yeah, I think Miles Gaskin is back this week. Okay, so I still have him on IR on uh, Fantasy, so we'll see. And, and he's still on IR, but I think he will play. I'm hoping so. 
So if, I might put him in just because, because against the Bengals defense, and I see how much they use him. Thinking about it, especially because Travis Fulgham has been a giant bust. So yeah, it's I need not somebody. been a good few weeks. No, he got two, then two, then one. So no, it has been a horrible three weeks. Yes. So if Kenyon Drake, Todd Gurley, and Gaskin are all healthy, who are you sitting? Oh, if they're all healthy? Gaskin, but it looks like Todd Gurley might not be healthy, so. True. Sorry, Kim, you were saying something a few minutes ago, and I cut you off. I just want to get that defensive piece in before I forgot. I was just saying, I hope that the defense doesn't do well against the run this week, Pittsburgh. Thanks, Cam. Sorry. <laughs> I know you're fine. I appreciate you. I understand. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that more on my team later. You, 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 you want your team to give you it. I, I get you. I get you. You're not going to cheer for me against yourself. That's the. Well, I'm not going to say one thing. I would have your team do to give you any trade secrets. But Cam, if you have any suggestions for what you would do with Alex's team, one roster movie you'd make. Let's see here. I would bench Jade Ad Allen. Mm-hmm. I just like the guy, though. You know. No, I know. I would not bench him when the, when uh, Watson's got to play the Colts. I'm joking around. Oh, gotcha. He's, he's being sarcastic. My next move, my next move is going to be then I would put Mike Evans in because he's on a bye. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't really know what you can do. I don't know. I tried to trade my linebacker to Lucas last week for his linebacker, and he didn't take it, which stinks because then my linebacker was hurt for the rest of the season. <laughs> no, he <laughs> so traded defensive backs, and he you you tried to get his defensive back to score two def- two touchdowns, who he his, wound up cutting midweek. He scored two touchdowns. Uh, you you tried to trade to get Jeremy Chin on your team. He declined the trade, and then he cut Jeremy Chin, who scored two defensive touchdowns within like thirty seconds of each other. He didn't trade me, and that he just dropped them. Yeah. Lucas, I saw I saw potential in that man, and I even I showed my belief in my potential in that man to you, and you just dropped him. It's weak. That's all right. I get a cam. I wouldn't have a lot of advice for my team either. Well, no, I'm just looking at it. the The thing I'm looking at is possibly Tyler Boyd in your flex spot. Is there a better option there? Miles Gaskin, if he comes back. Well, let's. What was the date last week? Because this is saying as of Saturday, Gaskin will not play. Sun- oh, that's last week Sunday. So. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I mean that could that could happen. We'll see, man. I'm gonna say the only suggestion that anybody could give my team is to pray. Anyway, number seven. Number seven, guys. Who you got? Jay. Oh, man. It's either Jason or Matt, and I'm going to go Matt. All right. You both have missed once. Jason was seven, stayed seven. Nice. Cam, once for 10, Jason's chance of making the playoffs. Um, I'd say he's got – he's at a nine – a nine. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going like, I was going lower number of the worst. I was thinking a one being the best. I went reverse on that. So he's a one, a two. Right. He's a three, a ten. 
And this stupid thing is going to come down to that friggin' Tuesday game because he's going to play Amari Cooper. So there could be a lot of dominoes to fall that day, which is going to suck. He needs a kicker. Yeah, and I got to think he's – you going to ride with the Cardinals defense next week or this week? They've got the Rams. Um, it's going to depend on who else is available. That's, I haven't seen I haven't seen what's out there in terms of available defenses. I would lay odds that Jason is going to pick up the 49er defense. I'm going to play a hunch. I agree with you. He needs a kicker, but I also think he's going to swap out the defense. Um, why not the Raiders defense? I don't. The the, the defense that just gave up 43 points to the Falcons is Raiders defense. They're also playing the Jets. The Raiders are a the Raiders are a team I do not trust. They are just to me they're like the Lions. They could do fine or they could just do bad for no understandable reason. What are you talking about? You had Derek Carr on your team all the time and he did that exact same thing to you for like two years. <laughs> yep. Yep. I just don't know if I'd go with the Buffalo defense or with the Buffalo defense, with the 49ers defense. They're playing Buffalo. They're get, they got a couple of secondary players back. I just uh, just watching them, they feel like they're kind of priming up. But I also know that they tend to play their best against the uh, Rams. So um, Jason, I think, also has a, a bit of a lean towards the 49ers. So I could be wrong, but that's going to be my educated guess. Bill's defense is an option, too. Who do they have this week? They have the oh, Ford San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I think besides, so he's obviously got to flush out the kicker and possibly the defense, but I think his starting group is his best his best combination of players, and I don't think there's anybody on waiver wires that I'd be looking to. Uh, oh, yeah, I agree. Outside of a so kicker. I think he lives and dies with that group. Which, as we've seen, he can he can go high with that group. Yeah. So, I think if if Jason's path to the playoffs did not require Derek beating Carly, I would feel really good about his chances. Yeah. But that's just a that's a, that's a big ask. Yeah. All right, six. Matt. Matt. Matt was six, stays six. Um, mm-hmm. He is, you know, I said three teams were out of the playoffs, and two of them were the first two teams we talked about. But Matt, he's a little more in that middle of the pack territory. And I know he wound up winning by, or losing by like 10 or 12, but if they would have put a touchdown up on that last drive, he had so many Steelers around, there's a good chance that he would have uh, he would have beaten Derek, and this is a brand-new conversation. Alex, maybe this is a chance where you would have some things to say. Uh, yeah, I would. I'm sorry, the cat was distracting me. Yes, I have studied up on Matt's team since you asked me to study up on Matt's team from that text from last night. Um, Matt has also had a lot of bad bad luck this year. Um, Galladay was... I just... Every time he plays, he's awesome, is what stinks. And it's like, he keeps getting this view of like Galladay being able... It was, it was, it was his first-round pick after the keeper, right? Mm-hmm. He keeps like yeah. getting. They keep seeing him, and then he goes away, and that keeps happening to him. And he keeps getting pulled out in the middle of games. 
and it just stinks. Um, and I just feel like, Matt, how often does he just end up having to rely on Pittsburgh Steelers players? Because like, well, I feel like he's got one, two, three of them in his starting lineup. I don't know if he drafts Pittsburgh Steelers a lot or if he just players just get hurt and he just ends up having to pick them up off the free agency. It's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Yeah. Well, he loves himself in some Steelers. Yeah. Well, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger has had good years, but I mean, this, I don't, I'm not really sure if this is the year for their offense. Well, they're, un, they're undefeated. Well, they're, is it, are they? They're, how are their offensive players doing, though? He's not, obviously, not too well. Matt's like, has like four not, wins. Not great. Their defense is baller, though. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's sadly, a, it's that's a, the one piece he doesn't have. It's a Steelers. It's a to me, it's a classic Steelers team, where they're just gonna beat the crap out of you physically mm-hmm. and score enough to win. Yeah. Like a must game game if they play Kansas City. What? Be a fun game if they play Kansas City at some point in the playoffs. Or very boring. Yeah. One or the other. It's either going to be exciting and it's going to be a lot of points and a lot of big plays, or it's just going to be very boring and it's going to be three to nothing. I like defensive shutout. I like defensive showdowns. I like defensive showdowns if the plays are good. If it's just three and out and punt, three and out and punt, three and out and punt, that's boring as heck. But Matt has had a lot of very unlucky losses this year. I think he very easily could be just in the position that like you and I are, Steve. It's just a matter of like a couple of points in a couple of games. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, five. Steve. Oh, yeah, Steve. Was five, stays five. So I uh, realize Alex is not going to be the one to ask this question. Cameron, it's it's digging in the dumpster a bit right now, but is there a better option than Kirk Cousins at quarterback? Danny Dimes. Um, I think with Thielen and Jefferson coming back, and they're playing Jacksonville, who minus? Yeah. I I mean I think we're getting into Kirk Cousins garbage time of the year, and this is where I always enjoyed having him. He's like, their that team is desperate. They need to make some moves. If they're going to throw the ball, he's had. Over the last three games, 47 points, 39 points, 32 points, 30 points. And, I mean, he had some stinkers in there, too, with 18. Oh. Um, but look at, look at the splits. Look at the splits, though. His worst game when he's at home, I believe, is 31 points. Yeah. Um, and he throws. He's, he's got a lot of games with three touchdown passes. Yeah. So, so it feels I, like. I think it's a good pickup with what's available, especially at this time of the year with who you're playing. Like, I don't, I don't think there's necessarily a better option. Um, I'm just looking to see who's available. Yeah. Right now the highest rated available player they have is Mitch. Oh God. I think Alex just died. Yeah, probably. I uh, I've been saying that I'm kind of feel like I'm in this Matt Derek Kelly category of if I could just hold it together to get to the playoffs, 
I like this team, and I think if I can roll in, if I can make the playoffs, and I can roll in with Brady, James Robinson, and Nick Chubb showed exactly what they can be. Debo's coming back, and then getting Cooper Cup, DJ Moore, and DJ Chark are well enough at wide receiver. It feels like there is enough that I can contend in any given week. So it feels like this thing is starting to come together. Just unfortunately, I've had top half of the league scores the last two weeks just played better teams. So mm-hmm. bad pull. Yeah. I hope you lose. I know. I don't think – I think honest, I'm not trying to be sarcastic. I don't think there's anything I'm going to be doing to my lineup this week. I think that um, – I don't Zeke playing Baltimore. He's not enough to get anything for you guys. So, oh, Chark will go in for Darren Waller if he's healthy. If not, this is going to be the lineup I put out. Yeah. All right, four. Um. Based on what you said earlier, I'm going to say you. Yeah, no, I'm going to say you slide body into four. Was four, stays four, Lucas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That surprises me. Why is that? Because Bobby has lost like three out of his last four. Ouch. I didn't know that. And Lucas has been trending up. It does so look can... like a... Go ahead. I just, gosh, dang it. Like Every time I think I got Clyde Edwards, Alaire figured out he does something else. Like I was, I had buried him and I was cashed out after the Carolina game and they came back with two scores, but it was still only on like 16 touches. So you can't predict touchdowns. We know that, but um, obviously on a good offense, anybody's anything's game. So I think it's a good team. I think mm-hmm. he can win a, yeah. I think it's unfortunate that he's got to play Kelly this week, but uh yeah, I'm curious. I'm just curious to see how that whole thing plays out, and I'm curious to see if Jason Pierre-Paul stays on his roster this week. I didn't realize he was the number one overall posi- player at his position. That's crazy. Yeah, that's surprising. It's got to be neck and neck with TJ Watt. I mean, the dude I- only has like three fingers. Is this, uh, Alex, if, if you're Lucas, is this the lineup you're rolling out there? Or are you looking to make any changes besides, obviously, you'll need a defensive lineman? I think, let me take a look, but I think Lucas has believed and has worked hard to get the team that he has now. And if I can figure out how to get to his team, and I did, let me take a look. Uh, yeah, it's going to need a defensive lineman. Um, I think it's a good team. I, yeah, I don't know what you would... Yeah, wow. Tyler Lockett, yeah, Devontae Adams. Chris Carson is solid sometimes. I mean, yeah, I'm always worried about, like, uh, uh, Clyde Edwards. Because, like, it's just, it stinks. Because, like, if if that went through, you know, if they didn't pick up Le'Veon Bell, like, Lucas would just have an insane all-round, like, spot in, like, every position. But now his flex spot, like, just isn't 100%, you know what I mean? And now Will Agreed. Fuller is suspended. 
but I know Kelly's 10th, but I think they're better than that. I think he's got to play for upside this week, and I think Clyde Edwards-Lair has top upside over anything else he could get off the waiver wire or off his own bench. Yeah, it's it's insane that he has the team that he has, and he still might not make the playoffs. Yeah. The, the thing, I mean, I guess you could make an argument for, and even then it's not a strong one, would be possibly switching out Allen Robinson and putting in Brandon Cooks. Cooks is going to take over that Will Fuller spot, um, and that offense is flying high right now. But again, like I said, it's not something I would argue too hard for because Brandon Cooks is Brandon Cooks, and Robinson has got a lot higher ceiling. But um, he's also got a crappier quarterback throwing the ball to him. So. I like your logic. Just Robinson plays the Lions, and I'm always going to play players against the Lions. Right. Right. So yeah, Brandon Cooks hasn't exactly had his best game. Seems to come against like just trash teams. His his three best games right, were Jacksonville, right. Jacksonville, Detroit, and now they're going against right. Indianapolis. The, but the reason I'm saying that is because he's going to be the number one receiver now. Yep. Uh, so. Like I said, him and Fuller were both gonna were both projected to go over a thousand yards this year. So again, it's not a strong argument. I'm not like gonna die by that sword, but um, if there was one move you could argue you could make. So, um, but you're right. They play Indianapolis. That vaunted Kari Willis secondary. <laughs> Did you know Will Fuller has never had over 900 receiving yards in a season? I believe that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, it's injuries but, or suspensions, but still. Well, I mean, they had Hopkins before. And he they had really DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. yeah. He, was always like their, he was always their, uh, I want to say flex guy, but I know that's not right. The guy, that, the slot. That's the word. He was always kind of a slot guy. He was more like situationally. Dirty, hmm? dirty slot. Slot, and then, then they would just shuck it downfield every once in a while. Take throw them on a quick street. So number three, I'm gonna call Bobby. it. Say Bobby was two is three. Bobby, yeah, on this it's starting to be a trend. Cam, I don't think anything changes. I don't even think he did the power Jenkins this week. I think he was like it's probably the same. It's trouble. Julio didn't practice. DeAndre or DeAndre Swift didn't practice. Alan Lazard popped up in the injury report today. And I don't know. I think this is yeah. I think this is a team that uh, I like your chances, Cam. I think you're catching them at a good time this week. Yeah. Hopefully, it's just it still scares me when he's got Russell Wilson and Derrick Henry. That's the thing. You just got those. Two, you just got those two power players and two and those two slots that can win you the season. And so. Diggs is good. And Diggs is good enough to complement them and get a little bit more. Like it's his back end of his receivers are not great, but yeah, I think T. Higgins was pretty good. But now that you've got that trash quarterback thrown in the ball versus Joe Burrow, yeah, it's a big deal. Yep. But I think 
since you're on the show, Cam, do you have any suggestions what you would do if you were Bobby? I would bench Russell Wilson and Derrick Henry. Perfect. I think Bobby should go pick up Jarvis Landry. Get it. I think I need to I think he needs a safe wide receiver. Kind of stable off that was, top end you talked about, Cam. And that hate look you give me tells me what I need to know. And what? Your hate look. Yeah. All right. So all right. Two. Me. Cam. Was one, now two, Carly. Oh, probably because wow. you beat Carly by 120 points. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think I'd be enough to leapfrog, though. That's that's interesting. That's unexpected. I'm not going to lie. Well, I think one of the problems that she is having right now is her points are low and, you know, her stud running back is, what do, what do I talk to you guys about every week? You need a stud running back. You're not going to win this thing without a stud running back. And right now, Taysom Hill has just taken Alvin Kamara's value out at the knees. I don't have it in front of me, but I think he's like had 10 points in the two games with Taysom Hill at quarterback. Yeah, and she's, I mean... She's got to run with Marvin Jones Jr. She's got, I mean, she's still got Hopkins. She's still got Murray. Um, what's Robert Woods look like the past couple of games? Yeah, I think he's 13th. Yeah, and he's had some a couple 20-point games, like so he's still not bad. Yeah, we're not arguing that Carly's trash. We're just saying that well, a bad Kamara yeah. moves her out of the number one spot. Yeah. Okay. It's surprising. I don't I'm not sure I agree, but um the move I'd make if I'm Carly, I am not playing Marvin Jones against the Chicago Bear defense after they got smoked by the Packers. I think we're gonna do bad even by our standards. But that's that's what I'm looking at. Who who does she replace him with? She goes with the I think she goes to the wire. Mm. Has she made a lot of moves this year? Yeah, she's picked up her pace. I don't have the number in front of me. Okay. Yeah, I don't think on the app I can see how many transactions everybody's made, but you can look at it on the website. That's what I was just looking at. I don't I don't see it on my phone either. Yeah. All right. So number one, guys. Surprisingly, it's me. Cameron, congratulations. Three, now one, Cameron. Big jump. What happens when you score, like, second or third most points in league history? Is it really? I thought a couple more people have scored higher than me than that. Um, I have to be honest. I don't have it memorized. So That's surprising. I know. I could have told you that a while ago. But we can. I think we can comfortably say it is a top ten performance in league history. Oh, I agree. Probably top five. Maybe top two. Probably the best. So how do you feel? Any, uh, I mean, if you can. I, on Thanksgiving, I went, I went into it because we were with Casey's parents on Thanksgiving and 
her dad and I were watching the Dallas Washington game. And I said, I just need Gibson to do well. And that was, that was just projecting like he had been over the past four games, scoring a touchdown, getting a, a decent amount of receiving yards, 60 yards rushing. That gets me like 17 points. So to come out with 36 points out of the first game from one dude, like that, I knew it was going to be a good week. Um, Sunday rolls around. I mean, I'm scoring bunches of points, you know. Um, and then that was before Tyreek Hill played. And I wasn't watching that game, but I was following on the app, and I was like, this app is busted. It's the first quarter, and he's got 41 points. I'm sure that was meant to say 14 points. And then Lucas texted and goes, oh, my God. Cam, are you seeing this? Like, And he was going crazy. So um, I felt pretty good, to say the least. Um, it was very nice, especially knowing that I had to, you know, win out basically to get the, um, to get the, the, the top seed for our division. So, um, now I just need to beat Bobby. Carly was the big test. You need, yeah, and you did it on the heels of Herbert having a pretty pedestrian week, only 33 points. Yeah, but I still love me some Herbert. Herbert's awesome. Oh, sure, sure. New haircut or old haircut? Old haircut. Fair he enough. looks like he looks like Howdy Doody with a, with the new haircut. Ah, oh, Howdy Doody? That's cool. Or or Sid from the first Toy Story movie. <laughs> All right. Never mind. I was thinking of a different Howdy Doody. I googled it. And he's kind of scary. Were you, were you thinking Doogie Hauser? I don't know, but I wasn't thinking a puppet. All right, I am going to pick up our pace because I got a sick kid out to tend to. So we are going to start with the week 13 jank up of the week. Number one, Cam versus number three, Bobby. Lucas has picked you, Cam. Who are you taking, Cam? I'm going to ride the momentum and take myself, but I think it's going to be a nail biter like okay. our last matchup. I am. Oh, that's not me. Um, Alex, who you got? Bobby. I am also taking Cam. Next, we have number two, Carly versus number nine, Derek. Who do you have, Cam? Carly. Alex. Carly. Taking Carly as well. And if she doesn't win, if she does not win this game. She's not winning the championship. Fair call. Bold that's prediction. A, that's a ba- that's a bad sign. Bold prediction. Four Lucas versus ten Kelly. Alex. Lucas. Lucas. I am going to take Kelly. I think that Lucas's premonition is just going to go the opposite way of what he called earlier this year. Lucas has picked himself. And Cam, you said you were going with Lucas as well? Yeah. Okay. Five, Steve versus eight, Alex. I'm going uh, with number eight, Alex. I'm sorry. It's not your turn. I know. I thought it was because of the silence. 
I think my team is going to go as Debo Samuel will go. So I'm predicting a good week, and I will, you know, I actually, nope, I'm going to hedge my bets. I'm going to take Alex. So I'm either going to get credit for a win or be happy that I won. Lucas is taking you as well. Alex, Cam, who are you taking? I'm taking Alex, even though he did not take me. Because what? I said, even though he did not pick me. Well, you don't buy my Christmas presents. You don't buy my Christmas presents. I'm Six sorry, snaps. I can't buy you an Xbox Series X for your Christmas present. Well, no, because Bobby buys me Christmas presents. Six Matt versus seven Jason. Alex. Jason. I'm going to take Matt. Lucas has Jason. Cam. I think this is going to be another close matchup, and I'm going to go with Jason. All right. And then just a quick reminder. As we sit this season, ESPN is back to being up front. Um, it was a pretty yeah. bad week for most of us last week. Cam, Lucas, and myself went one and four. ESPN went three and two. Alex went four and one. So overall, ESPN leading the way, followed by Cam, Jack, Alex, me, and then Lucas. <laughs> All right. Recommendations of the week and go quickly. Can I have two or no? Yep. 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 First one. And this is kind of silly, but I'm kind of becoming a K-pop stand, guys. K-pop? Yeah, Korean pop stars. Oh, I know what K-pop is. Yeah. So Beat, Beat Saber, I don't know if you know what Beat Saber is, but they released a couple weeks ago uh, the BTS playlist for it, and it is a good workout, and it's fun as heck, and the songs are really catchy. Nice. So, yeah, it's really fun. Um, but my real one actually is um, I started we have HBO Max, so I started watching Watchmen and that is fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's a great show. It's, it's my favorite graphic novel of all time. And this book is so uh, this show is so good. The show lives up to the hype. I did not think it would. And it did. Yeah, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Is it my turn? Yes. OK. Um I, I, um, on YouTube, I watched Night Walk in Tokyo Shibuya, and it's a, just a two-hour video of a dude walking around Japan. That is a cool-looking city. You were bored? Like, it's just have something on in the background? I did not think I'd be as enthralled as I am. There you go. I, I want to go to Tokyo so bad. I know. It looks, it's so pretty. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty amazing looking there. Steve? So, Cam, you get to blast, you get to preach k-pop and i've got to get grief for going to bowling for soup now i'm not actually really a k-pop stand but that playlist is really fun and the songs Mm -hmm. are really catchy yeah man k-pop songs have some catchy songs man um we have been really scouring our netflix and hulu since you know we're trying to not die this week we have watched what have, I think I've recommended everything that we've watched. Oh, um, we watched Mom, the TV show. It's actually pretty good. Hmm. Is that the one with Allison Janney and Anna Ferris? Yep. Okay. And the guy Ooh. that's not Bruce Willis from Armageddon. He's really good. Ben Affleck. What did you say, Kim? Ben Affleck. No. What did you say, Alex? Have you watched Superstore, Steve? Yeah, we're actually watching Superstore right now. It's really good. Okay, I was going to say that might be up your alley. 
Cool. Yeah, it's great, but I think I've already recommended it. It's got the one guy from... Anyway, we'll get into this later. All right, sure. so until next time, we'll say goodnight, Gracie. I don't know what that is. <laughs>